Hello, hello. How are you, Johnny sir? Fowler? How you doing, brother? I am doing absolutely amazing. I just got one of the funniest messages I think I've ever gotten. Mm -hmm. So one of our guests that we interviewed that was on here uh, sent me a thank you on Facebook Messenger. Yeah, and it says, "OMG, is he not on Facebook?" Coach, I'm not. <laughs> I joined Facebook. <laughs> Less than a year ago, specifically so I could have admin rights to a business account. I think I'm connected to maybe a dozen people. It's like the only social that I'm, that I'm not a part of. Facebook is just one that I completely, I don't want to say I missed the boat on it. I avoided it on purpose. If I want to be in contact with somebody, they're in my phone. If you want to find me, hit me up on LinkedIn because that's all. That's where all the business stuff is and I don't do a whole lot of personal stuff on Facebook. I get a kick out of that. So this is somebody that I've helped become the number one salesperson across the country for her business. Was this Misty? She goes immediately to find you. Is Misty? I've, I've actually been, uh, <laughs> as she was sending you that message on Facebook, I was chatting with her on LinkedIn. So we're, we're connected. Everything's, everything's good. We're okay. We found LinkedIn? Oh, yeah. is, your grandpa, yeah. is your grandpa still on LinkedIn? That, no, my grandpa's not on LinkedIn, but oh, I've, okay. I've, I've taken over his contact list and... Uh, <laughs> All six of them. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, I love it. I love it. It is so good to see you. It's so good to hang out with you again. Good to see you too, brother. This is definitely not the same day we recorded that last episode, even though no. we're in the same clothes. No. 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 Uh, for all of you who who are here uh, watching and or listening uh, to our audio amigos as well, Welcome to the Fly the Flag podcast with Mike Ferrossi and Johnny Fowler. We're a mortgage show talking about mortgage things with mortgage people. And we're going to mortgage it up with another guest today. So you don't just have to look at our two faces. We're going to have somebody else come in and break up the monotony as we like to do from time to time. Who do we have today, Johnny? It might be a little more recognizable face than we tend to get. Around here. You're, you're right. I agree. Yeah. So this is uh, someone that I've known, someone that I've helped for the past about four years. Um, you may recognize him as uh, one of the top real estate agents in Northwest Indiana. If you don't recognize him as one of the top producing real estate agents in Northwest Indiana, you may recognize him from Chicago PD, from Chicago Fire, shows like that. It's really funny because he's an extremely humble guy and uh, he'll say things like, I'm not an actor, except for he's been on those shows more than I ever have or more than you have. So I think that he's one. But I, I want you to meet, I want you to become friends with and and reach out to my friend brad Eriks. without further ado the man Good himself how's morning. it going brad thanks for coming on the pod hey thanks for having me absolutely yeah and if steve buscemi can make as an actor i guarantee you brad Eriks can make as an actor <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he's got a very unique look Just so brad you we can leave it at that as that's probably yeah, as accurate as a description as, <laughs> mm -hmm. as you can get about him yep so you, uh, again, I know how you are and you don't uh, take compliments well, you, you get embarrassed, things like that. But I know of you as one of the top performing. I've watched you over the years. I watch your numbers. I follow, I, I watch you on social media. One of the top performing agents in your field, in your craft, 
in Northwest Indiana. Do you want to add anything? Do you want to talk about that? Do you want to go into what that looks like, how it's done? Sure. Um, I, I, when I first started Thank you out, for not saying no. <laughs> that would have been a real no. short episode. Well, that's what editing's and, for. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> it, it, starting out, I got on a team. I, I'm at the point where I was, I, I forgot, I think I was like 45 years old. It's like, I'm too old to sit here and try and slowly grow my team, my, my, you know, my business up over like seven years of, you know, just getting in touch with people. So I got on a team where they fed me leads. I knew if I could get in front of people that, you know, I, I could help them out. I grew up as in IT and consult and business and consulting. So I was always consulting people, trying to you know, find out what their problems are and trying to find a solution. In real estate, it was a beautiful match because people had this problem where they either they had to buy or sell a property. It's like, okay, I can help with that. I like to think I have pretty decent people skills uh, on top of uh, common sense. So I started getting in front of people, uh, started growing business that way. Uh, I tell you, uh, Johnny, talking to you the very first time was like outstanding. I mean, I, I started out on social media where I really wasn't a big fan of social media like Facebook. Uh, I, I had just got done trimming a whole bunch of people from my friends list. And then I meet you and then we start talking and then it's like, okay, fine. So I know I need to change this and uh, consider things like uh, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, everything else as a tool. So I go from 500 friends to right now, I think I'm about 4,600. Thanks to you, Johnny. And, and what has it done for your business? It, it's It's gone great. I mean, uh, I actually had a pretty good first year. I, I can't remember what it was, like four or five million. And I think last year ended up at about 17. And this year looking to, I was hoping to get to 20, but uh, I think may fall just, just short of that. How many closings is that? Uh, last year, I think we had 60 closings. This year, I'm, I was hoping to get about 70. 75. 70 closings. This, and this could be a common theme, too. How many people are on your team? Uh, I've had between one and three at any given time. So, so we're talking Matt. Two, so two it's on a, average. So it's an efficient team. You, you have it, things set up to, to maximize efficiency. Because, I mean, right. 60 to 70 closings with, with, with a staff of one to three. Right. Is, I mean, that's, it's an that's kind of where you want to be, right? And there's a lot of there's a lot of realtors, a lot of producers out there who are stuck at 10 to 15, maybe 20 closings a year. And they're blaming their lack of growth on, on not being able to hire another four people. Right. Yeah. I, I, it's I trained, just not needed. I, I, I train my I train my people like I wanted to be trained, like I was trained. I had I had a great team leader. I had an outstanding managing broker who's my existing managing broker right now. He taught me a lot of things. And it's like I and I used to be a corporate trainer. So I used to teach everybody that's on my team how to grow, most likely knowing that they're probably going to grow out of this and then go out on their own. But the thing is, if you have people that are just sitting there waiting for leads to fall into their lap and they don't know how to nurture them, how to follow up with people, you know, how to shake that tree and see what fruit falls, yep. you're you're not really going to, they're not going to get anything. You're not going to get anything. They're going to be unhappy and you're going to part ways and you just have to find somebody else and train them. I love hearing that. Um, it's what you're speaking. It just sounds like it's coming from the voice of an actual leader. Yep. Um, you know, the actual good leaders that you want to assign yourself with are the people 
who will train you up knowing that they're going to train you well enough to where you're going to leave them and go do your yeah. own thing and, and be successful. Um, the, the people that want to kind of keep you under their thumb. Uh, so you're an asset yeah. to them and them alone. Um, so yeah, you, yeah, you know, you might learn a bunch there. in the beginning, but it's not, it's, it's usually not the path for long-term growth, right? What year did you just finish in the real estate industry? Uh, I just got done with, Year four, I'm, I'm almost halfway. Yeah, I'm a few months into year five. So okay. a little over four years. So year four, averaging six units a month in your area. And it's it's a massive, massive population where you're at, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, I'm actually licensed in Illinois and Indiana. So I handle uh, Indiana, but also like Chicagoland. Okay. So you are doing oh, business great. up in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's about where he's at, Mike. It's about an hour, hour and a half away uh, from Chicago. Okay. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a, uh, I've got a showing at, uh, was it 3.30 today? So I got to leave at 2.30 at the latest. So yeah, it's uh, 50 right. minutes to the south side and over an hour to the north um, without any traffic. So not only, not only is he one of the top performing in four years, mind you, in four years, top performing real estate agents in his area. I want to talk a little bit about your acting. One of the things that I love, one of the things, and there's a reason, it's not just to, mm -hmm. to boost, it's okay. not just to pat you on the back. One of the things that I preach and promote and try and force it into people is the fact that you're not just a real estate agent. So stop putting up outside links about houses that you have for mm -hmm. sale. What is it about you? And one of the things that I think that you've got massively going towards you is in a world that is outside of our industry, real estate agents have a celebrity to them. Uh, the outside world thinks you've got the coolest job in the world. You get to go eat at the greatest restaurants, meet the greatest people, see the most beautiful homes. They have no idea what it is that you really do. But then you get to take it a step farther and you get to be on shows, and I hope we don't get a cease and desist because I say Chicago Fire, Chicago no, Media, and things like that. No. But um, uh, you get to be part of that. Tell me where that came from. Tell me what it does for you in your business, and, and show me how that works. I was a little while ago, uh, actually just before I started doing that, I was dating a woman who is a stand-in for an actress on a TV show called The Shy on HBO. And she told me that I should start applying, that they'd probably say yes, that I could probably get on some of these shows. So huh. sure enough, I applied, they kept saying yes. And uh, next thing you know, a few years later, here we are. But yeah, it's it's been it's, cool. been, it's been fun. I mean, it's it got some very interesting stories. Uh, one of the other background gentlemen, I helped him and his wife, uh, they had moved down to Florida and then they were coming back up here and they remember me from there and they wanted to use me as an agent to help them find a condo in Chicago. So I helped them with that. Um, there's another gentleman who was a uh, guest star on the show for a while uh, on Chicago PD. Uh, I helped his, uh, helped his, uh, his girlfriend find a lender and I'd reached out to him ironically a few days ago and he's like, Hey brother, how's it going? It's like, Hey, I, I need to talk to you. I got a few properties that I need to sell coming up soon. I'm like, cool. I'm here to help. Perfect. But yeah, it's, it's been really good for networking and it's, I met some great people. It's a lot of fun. 
Have you learned anything from being in that industry that besides the networking that has helped you in your profession? Uh, yes. Biting your tongue because in that industry, if there's somebody who's a major jerk, you do not go around telling people that because odds are word will get back and you will get blackballed. Um, so I've kind of taken that to the real estate industry and it's like people start. And I was watching another show here just before I went into this one where they were talking about how like real estate can be kind of like a, like a high school where you get yeah. people talking about each other and it, it's like all this drama. And I've really tried to stay away from a lot of the drama and it's very interesting to be on the outside and people watch it's been a bit of a challenge to keep my mouth shut for a number of situations, but I, I have, and I think it's been for the better. It, I think it, that's a great point, Mike. What yeah. do you think? I, I like it. I like it a lot because your first inclination, even as somebody who's not wired by the gossip, mm. your first inclination is at least to kind of spread the word to your little inner circle to help people out based on yeah. what you've learned. But you never know who you're talking to. You never know who's listening in. You just never know what piece of information is going to slip on to the next person and, and who that person is connected to. So you're, I mean, you're probably just doing the right thing. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a political thing to have to do, but when it comes to business, it's probably the right thing. Mm -hmm. yep. And uh, yeah. another interesting thing, I was coming out of a, I was coming out of a divorce at the time. And one of the first things I did to ask some of the people that I know, I'm like, okay, which people do I need to stay away from to avoid this this uh, drama? And uh, one of the one of my friends at the time says, "Oh no, you can't ask that." I'm like, "Oh yeah, I can." It's like, let me know who I need to stay away from because I, I, my former father-in-law taught me. It's like you know, it, it takes a lifetime to build a good reputation. It only takes a minute to ruin it. And I have zero interest in in ruining the reputation. Great lesson. One of the things, and this is not a, a direct correlation, but when you said it, it automatically made me think about it. One of the things that I've I've always seen, I've been told, I, I have respected is successful people never talk poorly about successful people. Mm. And there, there's not a need for it. Yep. Usually when somebody is talking poorly about somebody, that person, person is more worried about themselves or trying to deflect, take attention off of. That's one thing I've kind of always seen and believed. And when you said that about holding your tongue, I realize that it's two different things, but the, the two have so much to do with each other. So have you ever been recognized? <laughs> yeah, actually. Um, boy, it, not often, but uh the most recent one was I was walking, I, I do trivia on Thursday nights out here and I was walking into the back and one of the people at the table goes, weren't you on Chicago PD in an elevator scene? I'm like, yes, yes, I was. He goes, we thought you looked familiar. It's like, I'm like, they, the, the, the episode just re-aired last night. I'm like, oh, okay, got it. So yeah, I got recognized for Chicago PD once and um I got Oprah and Steve Harvey a few times, but those were those were a while ago. That's cool. Did you sign the autograph? Uh, no. Oh, no. Oh, okay. I, I did have one person one time come up, ask for an autograph, but they were friends of the family. So I was like, eh. 
That's I so ask him for an funny. autograph anytime I'm around him. He refuses to give it to me. <laughs> but I, I ask him for one constantly. And I always try and put it off and say, you know, hey, my wife's a big fan. Can I get an autograph with you? Yeah. Can I get a picture with you? And he's like, yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. And he always gives yeah. me that stuff. Yeah, but it's, it's funny how his wife's name is always Johnny. Yeah, well, I mean. Make it out to Johnny, my wife. He's here on the monograms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great um so i gotta ask you any anytime we have a successful agent on i gotta add because we are a mortgage show for mortgage people mm-hmm. and mortgage people are trying to get in contact with agents and develop those relationships um we've had really good advice for mortgage people and it's usually kind of in the in in the keep it simple type of category but when you are I don't even want to say looking for. When you were approached by a mortgage professional to mm-hmm. build a relationship or some sort of a preferred lender type of setup, anybody who's looking for a referral, how can somebody, one, get your ear, and two, actually present something that would be helpful to you to where you would be willing to refer someone to them? What are you looking for um, in a mortgage I- partner? I, it, right now, I have a, a really good relationship with a lender out here where uh, financially, you know, we're, we're tied together. Outside of that, okay. I mean, we do get uh, approached every once in a while, but uh, it's been, there's a few in the industry where if we see the lender doing a good job getting the deals done, and me personally, if I don't feel like I'm being sold, where it's somebody who genuinely wants to get to know me, wants to, you know, build a long-term relationship and just doesn't want like, you know, a few transactions and they just don't want me for just purely my work, then you're more apt to get more of a long-term referral relationship with me. How often do you get that feel, that feel from somebody who's Great like, question. hey, let's let's chat until the next refi boom hits? Um, boy, um, I'd say... I'd say there's there's a handful of lenders out here that I I would be happy to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, say there's there's a and honestly in the industry I'm at the majority of the lenders are very good. Uh, when you hear a few deals blowing up uh, from other people in your brokerage, from other friends in your your your, your sphere, mm-hmm. then that starts to be a bit of a red flag and. I guess that's another thing we can add to it is it, if you are consistently good, that's going to get people's attention. If you Great are, point. if you are bad and people are saying you are a nightmare to work with your, your, uh, your company is just yeah. like, okay, we, we, we're clear to, we're essentially, we're driving to closing. And then we get a message saying, Oh, by the way, we're, we can't fund the loans. Like, hold on that, that will go through the industry like wildfire. So that's a, that's a huge kiss of death. I've I've heard of two of those somewhat recently. Where that's good to it, know. Yeah, I don't think because, I don't think a lot of loan officers put two and two together on that. Is it when oh when yeah you're, when you're good for a realtor, you're good for the realtor community. Yeah, and and if you are a good lender and say I'm the I'm the listing agent and I see a buyer come in with, I have, say I have like three or four different uh, offers. I'm going to weigh very heavily yep. my opinion on that lender and the agent. If there's agent uh, involvement, if it's in Illinois where the attorney's involved, I really don't care that much about the agent, but sure. the lender has a lot to do with the final decision on the transaction. 
the grapevine is very short. Yeah, it is. That's, That's a great point. Good and I think Thank people you for that. need to realize that, you know, one of the things, and, and we probably can't talk about it, and you may even have to edit this out, but if the lender is working with, you know, theoretical dumpster fires constantly to where it is even out of their control, mm-hmm. the news on the street will be that that it's a dumpster fire and it will bleed over to who you are. So I think that's one thing that, that I'm taking away from this for sure. But if you'll add in the point where he said before about keeping your mouth shut and doing a good job and realizing business is business, yeah, I, I think that's something that every lender needs to hear day one, day two. Every real estate agent needs to hear day one, day two, while they're sitting in school getting their licenses. I think that's something because it's so easy to get caught up in that. It's so easy to be uh, part of that telecommunication, you know, one of those things. Yeah. And, And I think that, you know, coming from a top performing person in their area in their state, in their industry, that holds a lot of weight to me. I love that. And and I don't think there's anything to edit out there. And more than that, we just titled the episode, Keep Your Mouth Shut and Don't Be a Dumpster Fire. <laughs> <clears throat> and, and I'll tell you what, I mean... These are, these are the secrets that we, that, that, that we bring yeah. to, to all mortgage and real estate professionals. It really does just kind of go back to keeping it simple and doing the right thing, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's like, that's like what I like to tell my kids. What I tell the people on my teams, like, do the right thing whether people are looking or not. It's it, you'll you'll always sleep great. You'll never have to worry about okay, did I get away with it? Is somebody going to catch it? It's like yeah, do our the right COO thing. Uh, John Gwynn um, says it a little different way, and I love hearing him say it every time he does. It's never the wrong thing to do the right thing. Yeah. Oh, I like that. By the way, our COO is a complete badass. He is. He, you cool. you would you That's would true. need him and 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 instantly just he he demands respect not because of his personality he demands respect because that's the guy who is you, you would absolutely I, I he he is he is a b a m f you know um, he he is a great guy so one of the things i i think that mortgage people have um a, a, I don't know what the right word would be. Um, I think that mortgage people would have an issue uh, coming to you wanting to try and earn your business for a couple of reasons. First of all, you're a top performer. Second of all, I see your signs everywhere in your area. And I already know that you're working with, with another mortgage professional. Um, but my thoughts are if I brought, because one of the things you, you've been to a dozen of my classes, half a dozen of them. One of the things I'm big on is I hate realtors giving business away to people who don't deserve the business. So if, if somebody wanted to do business with you and they brought value to the table, whether it be a referral, whether it be uh, I've got somebody who's wanting to know the value of their property, something along those lines. 
I'm assuming that's something that a top performer that already has relationships would be open to. Yes, that's that's actually the trick. Provide some kind of value. And the 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 difficult part with lenders and the interaction with real estate agents is trying to figure out which real estate agents have the egos that you have to stroke. I do not want to be bought dinners all the time. It makes me feel awkward. Um, it's like, I, I just want you to do a good job for my people. Um, if, and thing I, I was thinking about this and I better spit it out before I forget old age is getting to me. Um, <clears throat> when, when you have a, a transaction that's going south because of the lender, not because of the south, not because of the buyer, a big, but because the lender is screwing the pooch, um, that impacts the listing agent, the buyer's agent, the buyers, the sellers, the title company, it, 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 it all of them hear about it. And it, every once in a while you'll sit in closing and like with everybody else gone, well, I'll be talking to the closing, the closer and they're like, okay, yeah, it's this lender. And I'm like, how are they normally? And they're like, oh, a nightmare. They are horrible to work with. I'm like, yeah. I'll take note of that. Yeah. It's like, so, so in the future, when I'm a listing agent and I see another transaction coming through from another offer come through from that lender, it's like, Mm, I don't know. I gotta have a, I gotta have a conversation with my sellers about that. So it, when they do when when something screws up, it impacts way more than just that transaction. Uh, oh yeah, uh, there's no question about it. Yeah, I have a quick question about kind of thinking out of the box as a as a mortgage professional trying to provide value. Uh, yeah. To to agents, everybody knows the business is down right now. As we record this, we're in early to mid November, and not only are we in a higher interest rate market where affordability has been negatively affected, but it's the winter slowdown. So that cyclical angle is kind of leaning into everything and business is just down. Buyers and sellers, not super easy to come by these days. So if I'm a mortgage professional that wants to develop a relationship with a top producing real estate agent and I don't have a buyer and I don't have a listing, which are the two kind of main ways to provide value, uh, from a referral perspective, what other ways can I provide value to you? If well, I'd I'm, say if I'm lacking or if I'm just getting started in, in my career, I'd say, you know, I've, there's some lenders that like to work open houses. You know what? It, it, work those. I mean, those are big. I mean, I've got, I've got several new construction homes here that are, that are listed and I'm get, trying to get my team members to work with a lender to, you know, host the open houses, start getting some leads. Um, if you guys want to do some co-marketing or something like that, where you split the cost, do that. I mean, figure out a way to work together where it provides value for both sides. Yeah. So both people can be happy. It's, um, it's not it, always just about spooning leads back and forth. It's right. Yeah. yeah and that's, that's what and, I'm getting at. That's great. Yeah. And, and there's a, there's a phrase out here that one of the lenders out here likes to use and it's pretty, uh, pretty appropriate is you get some real estate agents out there who are just plate lickers. They just come there with their hands out saying, okay, what are you as a lender going to give me? It's like, uh, that's the wrong kind of relationship that you want, both personally, professionally. It's like, what can you do for each other? Like I've, I've taken at, at times I've taken my lender out for lunch and she's like, well, this is the first time an agent's ever taken me out for lunch. I'm like, that sucks. It's like, it, yeah. it, it, right. it, it needs to be a nice symbiotic relationship. It needs to be give and take, not just take from the, uh, from the realtor's perspective. Yeah. 
Now, I, I agree completely. It's got to be reciprocal, but there's got to be value. And I'm not talking about RESPA, RESPA, RESPA value. I'm talking about bringing professionalism to the table as opposed to it, it drives me nuts. And you've heard me say this a million times. It drives me nuts the amount of people, not just in my industry, but in all of the referral type business industries that have to deal with real estate that do nothing but come and leech off of. And um, I, I, I think my personal opinion is if you find that system, that relationship to where everybody is rowing at the same time, on the same day, the same way, I don't want that let's say title person, or I don't want that insurance person that's sitting up at the front of the boat, letting me do all the work. Uh, We're all doing this together. Then it makes it not only better for us, but it makes it so much better for the consumer. And that's what really counts is when that Mm -hmm. consumer has that aha moment that this was the smoothest transaction. And when we all share and the fact that it was the smoothest transaction, then th- then we all win uh, kind of thing. Yeah. You know, the whole reason I got in this business is because when I financed my first house, uh, I met some guy named a loan officer that never would answer his phone, never mm-hmm. would return a phone call. He turned me over to some woman who had the biggest attitude in the world. Her name was a processor. And just, just a horrible. Now, thank God, my real estate agent, my real estate agent, and you guys, I assume both of you guys are old enough to remember Burgess Meredith, but my real yeah. estate agent was Burgess Meredith in Rocky. He was that guy that he called oh, no. a title company and say, if you don't get this done right, we're going <laughs> to find somebody else. You know, and he just, he was that guy. And um, I, I love that story, by the way. It's the whole story about how, yeah, Johnny, like how how Johnny built his career on spite. It's the best. That's why. No, no, it really is. It's, it's the truth. <laughs> it's the, the, the dead the on process. The is that if you nice. think you can do it better yourself, go do it yourself. And 28 years later, I'm still doing it, and she's out of business. Anyway, my point being is the fact that we all want the consumer to win, and I think you can tell the differences off of what you just said, plate liquors. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when somebody's not in it for the consumer, that's what it is. It's all about the it's all about the team aspect of things, right? I built a, a first time homebuyer curriculum last year, and the very first unit of the forty something units that were included was all about building your home buying team, and it it all starts with your lender and your agent, but it includes mm-hmm. a bunch of other people too. You should know who yeah. your processor is, who your escrow agent is, who your title officer is. And if all of those people are invested into providing value to all the other team members, then the buyer has no choice but to benefit from that. And, and I tell every every one of my clients, I'll tell them, it's like, okay, I have this list of professional partners that I use. I have title companies. I have inspectors. I, I have uh, you know contractors. It's like I, I have this big list of people that I consider professional partners that I bring as an additional value add to you to help you through this whole process and make it as smooth as possible. I was having a conversation with a client yesterday who sounds like we may have an accepted offer this morning as we're doing this, where it's like, okay, I'm going to need an electrician, a painter, a drywaller. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. We use Dan for electric. We use Dale for the drywall. It's like, yeah, here you go. I've I've got your people. And if for some reason I don't know somebody specifically, I know one of my people knows a person. So I, 
I, I'm your one-stop shop, whatever you need. And I think that's mandatory in your industry because you're the one who's showing me the property. You're the one who I've got the trust in. You're the one that I am, again, you know, I hate that cliche term, but the most money I'm ever going to spend at one time kind of thing. Uh, you're the one that I've entrusted this with. I need you to help me with everything with this. That's your job. If you need me to, you know, uh, change your oil on your car, come on down to Bobtown Chevrolet or whatever it is. But I need you to be that person. And I think personally, one of the things that I've seen is the agents that don't know that and don't know that they need to have that arsenal of tools. Yeah. And, and same thing hey, for mortgage, same thing for any of it. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's great that a lot of there's a bunch of agents out here that don't do that. It's like, hey, makes makes me look better. I'll, I'll take it. That's fine with me. Yeah. I, I, I always I always try to do something that kind of makes me set myself aside or apart from the other agents out there that they may be interviewing in order to uh, get their business. To me, that's that's the part in real estate where that's the most selling It's like trying to sell yourself to your client or potential client. Do you feel like you've done anything? Chicago PD bulletproof vest on. <laughs> do you do you feel like you've done anything different than the average agent to distinguish yourself when Great doing question. that? You know, I I think probably what I have done is probably more than what the average agent does because I talking to my managing broker uh, Craig, he's. He, he says that a lot of people just come into this industry and in the real estate industry and just expect work to fall into their lap and they don't really work hard. <clears throat> I busted my tail the first three plus years to the point where it, it cost me a relationship that I, it shouldn't have. Um, and it, it, it killed my social life. But it, it, unfortunately, the, the byproduct was, you know, have, actually having a successful career. I uh, wish I could have changed things a little while back and salvaged that relationship, but that, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's done. But I, I don't think most agents have essentially the fear of God in them where it's like, holy crap, I, I need to, I need to get in the office at eight and I don't leave till five. I'm making all these phone calls all day long so that I'm drumming up business that these people are always thinking of me. I'm always top of mind when it comes to real estate. So oh, it, it was, it was, it, I, it was fear that drove me because I had, yeah. I had to pay the bills. I had child support. It, it was, there it was, go. it was tough. That may be some advice that you should pass down to new agents, no matter their age of what, besides the positives, what could be a detriment. I think that's something that, that mm -hmm. you going through it. Um, I think that that would probably help. Um even if they don't listen to it at that moment in time, they'll listen to it again on repeat six weeks, sure. a year and down from the road. a hindsight perspective, you can probably yeah. go back and pick out ways how you could have managed that a little bit better and how the outcome could, oh, yeah. been, could, could have been a little bit more to your benefit and, and things yeah. like that. So yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. Looking back, there's a lot of, there's a lot sure of things I could have done differently. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff I'm sure you could share with me. Hindsight is just them. absolutely amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> It's so clear. <laughs> well, Brad, I want to tell you, I extremely appreciate you coming on here. Is there any uh, uh, leaving words? Is there anything that you want to leave people with to know who you are, how to do a better job, 
what this industry means, I anything at all? Uh, I tell you what, just just keep doing the right thing, whether people are looking or not. Um, I like just before I picked up with you, I got in touch with somebody that ref, uh, referred me to someone a year and a half ago. She moved from Chicago to Las Vegas. I could have closed on this transaction with that referral and she never would have known. Uh, but I would not have been able to sleep at night. So I just got off the phone with her saying, hey, I'm going to go ahead and sell you something since you're you know, you're not in the you're not in a real estate brokerage anymore as as a thank you. It's like I, I appreciate that. So. Do the right thing. Uh, don't be a jerk. Um, you have to get along with everybody else in this sandbox. It's like uh, I've got a transaction right now where the other agent's just really not a fun person to be around. But, you know, just get through it and get to the next transaction. It's like you, you hopefully you have enough to where you just keep on going. It, it, if you're in this for the long term, just try and get along with everybody as well as you can and, uh, you know, build up your business best you can. Network like crazy. Yep. There you go. Yep. Network like crazy and, and just do things. Yeah. And, you know, associate yourself with other people that you actually like and respect because life's too short. It's like if, if you have a, a professional partner you can't stand to be around, it's like find, find a replacement that uh, you feel could do a better job or be easier to deal with because life's too short to be, uh, be cranky and upset and just fearing people. Agree. Agree. I appreciate you so much for coming on here. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Brad. It's been great. My you pleasure. Close out, Mike? What's that? You got to close out. Uh, yeah. Thanks for watching, everybody. Bye.